podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Few quotes carry more weight to me than this one from Buddha or maybe it's uh, it might be from um, Jack Cornfield. I don't know because Jack Jack Cornfield had written a book about Buddhist quotes. So I'm not sure if it's Buddha who said it or if it was him. But regardless, the quote is: "The trouble is, you think you have time." So yeah, some people say that it was actually Jack Cornfield's quote, but honestly, for our purposes, it really doesn't matter who said it. What matters is that it's true. All of us, myself included leave many things for tomorrow or carry some level of resentment that weighs us down and prevents us from forgiving people in you know and in that way we also uh, forego forgiving ourselves right and we sometimes get petty so petty and so superficial that we end up missing out on great friendships great lessons great experiences just to give our ego that one extra stroke. And think about it. How many of us have trouble forgiving a friend or family member or loved one that we actually love so much and would love to spend more time with and instead of reaching out to them and sharing how we feel and getting to the bottom of what's bothering us, we hold it in and we talk about them behind their back where we internalize our feelings and say nothing to anyone, but we let that animosity fester until it becomes something overpowering and extremely painful. And why do we do this? I'm sure in part it's conflict avoidance and in part it's some sort of twisted notion of self-respect that's really more similar to egotistical protection because after all, uh, there unfortunately is some sort of level of humiliation associated with letting someone know that they've hurt you, right? So um, somehow we feel that that gives them power over us and it makes us feel inferior or we feel you know, weak or something because uh, we have we have to start to wonder why we even care so much um, but the truth is if we knew that either person only had a few more hours to live right then I'm pretty confident that we would act differently we would reach out and we would forgive more easily and we would try to enjoy whatever little time we have left with that person and it's the same with so many more things in life. We postpone joy, as I have mentioned here um, in, in, this, in, in a different podcast episode before. And I have been guilty of that many times. And I try hard not to do that, but still, sometimes I can't help it. We often become slaves to our careers or our jobs or our caretaker roles. And it becomes so consuming that we feel that we can't take a break from that because either we haven't accumulated enough wealth to feel comfortable spending the money it takes to travel or to purchase the dream home or to take the risk of pursuing a life of our dreams, career of our dreams, you know, going back to school or because we set some time in the future, you know, the good old I will do this when or I will be happy when syndrome, right? 
And in my opinion, it all boils down to this one misconception. We think we have time. We always think we have time. We constantly put off for tomorrow what we can do today. And we also base our happiness on this concept. A lot of us think that we have time to make amends. A lot of us think that things will eventually resolve themselves. But they don't and they won't necessarily. And that's why this quote is so important and why it appears in so many places. The reason why people keep saying it uh, you know, the, the, the trouble is that you think you have time is because when you're younger, time seems to move very slowly. But as we age, it speeds up, you know, faster and faster. You gain this new perspective as you grow older. You reach new and deeper understandings about how time works and why you absolutely need to treat it like it's a precious resource that it is and manage it in the right way. But I actually personally also feel that it's clearly just a math related issue you know it's just math and percentages since when you're younger a day is much you know a much a much larger percentage of your life thus far than a day will be when you're 90 years old so a day for a younger person seems longer because it is longer it is a larger portion of their life at that point than it will become later on in life and each day that passes a day becomes shorter and shorter percentage-wise of our life when we talk about time, we talk about it having, you know, as if we having an abundance of time. We, we say things like, there's still plenty of time to do that, or there's still time for this, or that, or the other thing. And we think that we have plenty of time in life when we actually don't have much. In fact, time is one of those resources that are so scarce and so finite that it's the most precious commodity in the world. It's a commodity that can't be bought or sold or saved or invested. You only get that time once. And as soon as it's gone, it's gone forever. So here's the question. How much time do we really have? And I know this sounds a little bit contradictory, you know, for me to be here saying this today because, you know, I always tell you that uh, there is no such thing as too late. You know, in a way, I'm, I'm saying that we always have time. But for me, the two things are not at all in opposition because the thing is, it's never too late as long as you are alive. But how long that will be is an absolute mystery. Even if you are ill, even if your doctor has given you some sort of range of how much time you've got left in this earth, even if you're over 100 years old. To die, all you gotta be is alive, right? So we don't know when our time will expire, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't start something right now. We shouldn't go to pursue our dreams right now. On the contrary, you know, this is the time. It's the only time we have, right? But, um, so yeah, so, but that's the thing. So it's like, so if we don't know how much time we have left, then we should definitely not postpone our joy and our happiness and the things that truly matter to us. And clearly, we usually have less time than we think. As humans, we are programmed to choose life and to survive, so we tend to feel immortal, even though we know that we aren't immortal. And at the end of the day, time is just a precious resource. So why squander it? Why not embrace the little amount of time that you have in this world and do something extraordinary? help others add volume to the world to create a sense of true contribution. It doesn't mean that you need to be a millionaire and give away all your fortune. It doesn't mean that you need to put other people's needs ahead of your own or even leave your home to go volunteer in person or anything like that. Just ensure that whatever you're doing 
is being done in the sense of the greater good, you know, that you think about the positive impact of your actions, you know, that the, the impact that it has on others, even if what all you're doing is buying things on Amazon, you know, when you're, when you're selecting the product they try to figure out like, you know, the history behind it, the people that are making it, the impact that you're going to have in the different, different lives that are there. We are all interconnected here. And if you're not helping others in some way and adding value, then you truly are wasting your time. So how do you use your time more wisely? How do you invest it rather than squander it? There are some ways, but these might be a massive departure of character for you. And it might make you cringe and feel uneasy, but that's okay because there isn't much time. <laughs> so don't worry so much about feeling uncomfortable. Worry more about not living the life of your dreams because you were too afraid of not making the sacrifices required of you to live your best life. But if you're serious about not wasting time, here's what you might want to do. The first thing is audit your time. Auditing your time means that you need to figure out what the heck you do with the time that you have. Do you use it wisely? Do you waste it? Are you spending it in a way that brings you joy? Are you being impactful? Are you learning something? All you need to do is take a calendar or a notepad and split your time up into 30-minute windows. And during the day, record what you did during every 30-minute window. I know this is, it takes a lot of work, but it's going to be worth it, I promise. And at the end of the day, go back through the, the whole thing and assign each window with a number based on the traditional time management technique called the quadrant time management system. So this technique actually categorizes everything based on two factors, urgency and importance. And things are either urgent and important, or they're one or the other, or they're neither. So there's three categories. You want to stay away, obviously, from things that are neither. Those are your time wasters. And you want to gravitate towards doing things that are actually not necessarily urgent, but rather important in the long run. Things like relaxing to recharge, having fun to re-energize and enjoy your life, uh, things that help you achieve long-term goals or anything related to passive income or self-education and things like that. Those are quadrant two activities, whereas the time wasters are quadrant four activities. And then you have you know things that are uh, one of you know, either like one or the other, which would be quadrant three. So at the end of the day, tally up each 30-minute window and circle a number next to it. Figure out where you spend most of your time. Was it in quadrant two or was it on quadrant four? Or maybe even in quadrant three. But then again, at the end of the week, take an average. If you want to figure out where you've spent your time, there is your answer. You can bet that your life will feel a lot more fulfilling if you are spending the majority of your time on quadrant two, don't waste it away on quadrant four. And then the second thing you want to do is manage your time. So once you've audited your time, you can implement a time management system that works for you. If you audit the time, then you can see that what, you know, what you're spending a large part of your time doing. Like if it's on things that don't move the needle in the long run, then you may want to make some serious changes. It just takes a bit of focus and effort, but once you start seeing where your time is going, you'll make the changes needed if you are at all serious about achieving some big and lofty goal or simply living your best life. And then the third thing that I highly recommend, and that's from personal experience, is tackle your fears. Because over the years, I've realized that if there is one thing holding me back from living life, um, you know, at least the life that I know I'm meant to live, um, it's fear. 
For a big part of my life, I was paralyzed by fear. I think for many of you listening, it's hard to believe that someone who has said so much here and done so much in in life could have at one point spent years unable to even go to her own mailbox at the end of the driveway, afraid that someone would just jump from behind some bush and kill me. And it's only, I lived in one of the safest places on, on earth and I still felt that way, but that was me. And uh, in many ways, I still fight fears like that every single day. And I overcame them almost completely at one point. And then recently they have started creeping back in. So I've been fighting them again. And I've been dealing with everything alone, or at least I used to deal with everything alone because I didn't want to share my fears with anyone. I was too embarrassed. It was too shameful. I was afraid of their opinions and you know what they might think of me but you know what life is too short to care about that too go out there and do something to conquer your fears rush into the fear embrace it lean into it make it your friend because i assure you it's the one thing that will propel you to take your furthest and take you furthest in life the only way that i have overcome any and all fears was exposure therapy but first I had to really dissect and see whether I was actually avoiding doing something due to fear or due to disinterest. And that in and of itself was a very hard task. But also remember one more thing. To spend time with those that you love today. Remember to reach out to them today. If you miss an old friend, let them know that today. Don't worry about what that person will think or whether they will second-guess your intentions. The worst that can happen is that they won't be missing you and they won't engage. But that leaves you in the exact same place that you are in right now before you call them. And when it comes to the people who we do love and that we do know love us back and want to be around us, don't be that person who will never come home for the holidays because it's too expensive, it's too difficult to travel, or you have work to do. And yet, if your parents or your grandparents were to die, you'd surely not miss their funeral. Because they would much rather, and they would much prefer, enjoy your company while you're both alive. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate. Looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at highvibeadvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.